Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Then and Now podcast. I'm your host, C. Diesel. To the left of me, I have my other co-host, Mr. Lelouch V, Otis East. And to the right of me, I have Professor E, King of the Comics, Ethan Murphy. How y'all doing today, brothers? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, happy Sunday to everybody. Um, how you feeling over there, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I, I uh, There's a lot of things going on, a lot of things to discuss, and all of them all of them made me happy for once, so I'm glad. Uh, Brody, Brody O. Uh, this is Brody O. Brody Dev, how you doing, sir? I'm pretty good. You know, it was a nice Sunday. I spent my Sunday like a black aunt, like a black mom, cleaning up, listening to gospel music, all that good stuff. I don't, I don't like any incense, though. That so sounds a little bit painful. A little bit painful. It's it all right. <laughs> today, guys, we have a lot of stuff for you guys today. Obviously, we're going to get into the Woman King. Obviously, uh, we're going to talk about Werewolf by Night and get into some anime stuff. And we have a special co uh, I call special guest coming back, uh, making a return on the show, being Anthony, it's Anthony Pierce. I think it was last name, Pierce, yes. From the Wakanda Alliance. So we can't wait to have him. He'll be on uh, relatively soon. But and the kicks. We'll, we'll, also, we'll also be discussing, of course, uh, some Werewolf by Night briefly. And then, of course, we'll do our anime roundup. So all, all these things will be up there. <laughs> just, just, just make sure anyone is, is coming here at the top. These things will be discussed briefly, maybe only a second or, or, or less, but they will be just be touched on. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's what you feel like. That's crazy. I, 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 I came here for a reason, and I'm gonna have that reason met. Right. You didn't know um, we're laughing because you didn't hear Charlie say exactly that before you stepped in and said exactly what you said. I did not. I did not. I'm, I'm old and I'm deaf in both ears. Oh, but uh, go ahead and get into it. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy involved in the movie, but we're going to kind of save that for when we get our special guest in, just to have more of a dialogue. But just to talk about this briefly as just a film in itself without any uh, controversy. I saw this, I think, Friday afternoon, and I went in fresh. You know, I took my nap beforehand, ate my Wheaties, and I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it was really dope, really inspirational. This is one of those things to where I don't know if I could feel closer to, like, African roots than being in Africa itself. Like everything felt really authentic. Um, I spoke to my Nigerian uncle um, about a lot of different things. And he talked about this, how like it felt like he was back home in a sense. And obviously the actors killed it. Viola Davis killed it. Um, I had my favorite characters. Izuki was like my favorite character throughout the entire film. Um, I loved her and her personality. That's the biggest thing I'll say about this movie. The characters had personalities that I really loved. Um, and they all felt individual, even in this like, Warrior tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest thing too that I really want to—it's—it's—it's it's like part of the movie, but not really. Uh, when I went in, there's a, a mom, and she bought her two little kids that looked like they were in like prep school. They had school uniforms on, and I, I didn't pay them too much attention. They were like the row behind us, and I could just hear them throughout the movie as school stuff was going on. These little kids were like excited and like enamored by this film, and like when it was over, with they're just like cheering and happy to running out, which is kind of worrying because this is like a hyper violent movie. But on the other, <laughs> other note, like just seeing these little black kids seeing themselves in something on screen and being excited about it, I'm like, that's why a movie like this was important. Controversy aside, movies like this are important because of that. Um, and you guys talked about it before and uh, beforehand on the show before. I wasn't here for that, but what are your guys' thoughts on the movie? I guess we can start well, with Ethan, uh, Otis. Well, I mean. Uh, I'm there along with you, Charlie. I, th- I thought the movie was really entertaining. Um, the first time I- I've seen the movie twice now. The first time I saw it with uh, Anthony for, uh, with the Wakanda Alliance for their premiere of it, they they uh, rented out a-, a theater and had a bunch of people come in to watch it. And 
I was I, unfortunately I, was, I, I missed the first twenty minutes of it because we were still getting everybody sorted into where they needed to go. But uh, what I did see of it that first time, uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, getting to go, come back and see it a second time, actually with Effie again, uh, we we, uh, we went on a double date for it, and getting to see the the story from start to finish, I, I, it was really hard to poke holes in it. It was it's a it's not necessarily the the deepest, most intricate story I've ever seen, mm-hmm. but the points that they needed to hit, they hit, and I, I think ninety six percent of this movie made a lot of sense to me. Um, but I, I will, we'll get into the, the deeper part of it before. But uh, overall, very uh, well done movie. Very well done movie. Professor E. Yeah, and no, I, I echo all y'all sentiments. It was a very fun, entertaining, uh, inspirational uh, movie. Part of the thing about the movie that that still <laughs> that fascinates me beyond reason is just that people are trying to find things to dislike about it. When I go to see a movie, I don't try to find things to dislike about it. I want to be entertained. I want to enjoy it. Otherwise, I wouldn't put down $20 to see it and then $5 for parking because LA is a, is, a, is a ripoff all around. So if a movie does engage me and it does entertain me and I find out there's, uh, it, it, it obviously enlightens anyone's life, I give it a full you know, two thumbs up. I'm on board for that. And like Dev mentioned at the beginning, how it, the, 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 I guess schoolgirls are with him. Which is a sounds it's a weird statement. In the theater, they were with him, but they were watching the movie as he was watching the movie. There, I put it that way. Man, uh, don't, don't do me buttercup. It, Let's not do that. In all fairness, Dev is a schoolboy himself. Uh high so school, college is a school. College is a school. For sure have to get the the Powerpuff Girls sound like fly by uh, sound in there. <laughs> I'm working on this. I'll cut that myself. (laughs) I will cut that myself gladly, gladly. Uh, Mm. But the it's the the all I was saying was just that these movies do serve a grander purpose. It does inspire those who don't always have a voice. It does. um, Art is meant to be a subjective medium that many people can get many different meanings from. But for so long, when you have the same people making the same types of stories, the same types of characters. You can only glean so much from it, so I'm glad that they are trying to make that that Hollywood uh, storytellers in general are trying new or trying to put the voices out there in a ways that um, for so long was we, we, we people couldn't do. So yeah, all right, victory. So we will circle back to this. So for people watching, if you're watching this after the fact and not live, if you want to get to the in depth meat and potatoes of the discussion that we're going to have, just skip ahead to the video. But until we get Anthony in here, we're going to go ahead and start with Werewolf by Night, something that. Um, I was encouraged to watch. I, I watched recently, I think like early this morning, that I absolutely loved. Uh, for me, I think so. Is this is this a one off thing or is this not a series? I'm not entirely sure. Cause I thought it was a series, but it seemed like they like they yeah. went hard for that episode. So I'm hoping it's series. I like it's know. like I feel like they have to do more with that. You can't just leave it there, right? But man, I, they... I think I think it was a litmus test almost. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Because it's, it's um, for those who don't know, it's about what, 50 minutes. No, I mean, probably less. 52, 55. Minutes. It's like 52, 55. 55 or 52. Uh, I'm not sure how long it is. With the credits and everything, I'm not sure how, how, ultimately mm. how long it was. But the thing about it is, is that it was longer than a, the episode of like She-Hulk or an episode of um, some of the other series like Moon Knight. There, those are typically 35 to 40 minutes max. This was longer. So it's not quite a movie length, obviously, but it's longer than a regular show. And the way it ends, it seems a bit more definitive. Definitive in some sense, uh, not to right. get into many spoilers, but it starts off 
in black and white and it ends in color. And it's like, okay, I guess they're trying to say things are, things are over now. So um, I, I, I really, I think that they were, because it's a very different type of <laughs> programming for Disney original material. So they're like, look, let's see if this works. If it does, Aces will do more. If it doesn't, we can scrap it now and leave it. So, oh, was, was this rated TVMA? I it had to be. Know. It well, could well, not have... again. It's black and white. So as, as oh, a, it's not as even we... black and white. It's the violence. no, no. What, what I mean is, as we know from Tarantino doing Kill Bill, Kill mm-hmm. Bill was going to be like NC seventeen during that mm-hmm. the, the crazy eight eight scene where he's cutting people to, to pieces because of all the blood and everything. So he said, okay, how about we make it black and white? And that way they were able to reduce the rating. They did the same thing. I'm not sure if that's the exact reason here, but I noticed like, yo, they are going hard in the black and white, and then at the end they're, they're in color because there's nothing to worry about. So I'm not. Sure. I'm, I'm. I am trying to connect some dots. I may not be there, but I do know in the past filmmakers have gone black and white to get lower ratings, which makes sense. Um, for me, this this show, if if this if the rest of the episodes keep this level of consistency with in terms of quality and just like greatness, this is probably gonna be the best to me the best MCU show so far. Um, the one thing, constant thing that I may have talked about in the show before that I hate about all the MCU shows is that it's such a slow burn to get to what you want to see. If it's the thing about Captain Falcon, why do I have to wait to the last episode to see the guy in the suit I want to see? Or She-Hulk, it took a minute to kind of, well, it didn't take that long for it to become She-Hulk, but for her to do anything superhero-wise, it took like three episodes. For this one, it is the thing about Werewolf by Night, and they get directly into that really quickly um i'll save spoiler talk for i guess when it's over with we over a full thing because there is a character that's introduced in this that is a major plot point and has been for a lot of marvel stuff um and he could be something big going forward maybe a big part of future movies coming up um but it's dope though i, I love you guys everybody that watches the show know i have a soft spot in my heart for horror and anything related to that camp so they did a great job of like going with classic horror aesthetics if you watch any of the Bride of Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster stuff from like what like the 40s or the 30s when it was in black and white, those early, early movies. It kind of plays a pays homage to that with a lot of the um Latin writing on walls and things of that nature. Shout out to new rock stars because they work fast to like decipher and decode all that stuff. I'm like, y'all are on it. I got a great team. Um, yeah. but it's dope though. I, I really loved it. Music, especially music was this music choice thing was an amazing thing. Everything about this was amazing to me. There's not too much I disliked about this first episode. Yeah, I gotta agree. Um, going into this, I was expecting something a little less serious. Uh, like the 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 trailer kind of made it look like you know corny like nineteen fifties movie. Like it looked like a you know episode of uh, Three Stooges almost. Like just it was, like, it was like Three Stooges versus Werewolf kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. But now going into this, like I mean, it, it's heavy. Like it's it's a very serious piece of thing, and it introduced a character that I've been a fan of in Marvel for a little while. But Elsa Bloodstone, I had no idea she was going to be in this at all. Like mm-hmm. I didn't get that from the the trailer at all, and I I kind of intentionally didn't look too heavy into this because I mean I I'm, I'm tired of being able to predict how Disney content goes, so I just kind of stopped <laughs> you know, looking too heavily into stuff. But mm-hmm. watching this. And seeing you know that character get an actual introduction, I mean, it, it was well done. But the, the two main characters, I, I enjoy seeing them both, and I'm looking forward to seeing them interact more with the rest of the MCU verse. But really well done show. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with both of y'all. I I did I watched the trailer when it came out, I guess from the D23 when they premiered it originally, and I was mm-hmm. surprised. I hadn't heard of 
them doing this. And I was like, this seems off brand as hell for Disney. But I was like, okay, I'm, let's, let's dance. Because I, I did know about the characters from the uh, comics and everything. So I, I was like, okay, mm. let's dance. And then when I saw it, I was like, this is exactly what I was hoping for. And I had seen a review of it briefly before where I get like a 9 and a 10. I was like, okay, this actually, people are actually enjoying this content. And then after I saw the episode, I, I did some you know digging and saw some of the things. And they, there's a great shot in this, not really a spoiler, but there's a great shot in the episode where a character, oftentimes for transformations, like for, for if a character becomes a vampire for the first time or a werewolf for the first time, is a big, huge, elaborate transformation scene. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, uh, in this scenario, the character that's transforming um, it's not about that character transforming as much as it is about the audience experiencing it. So how do they portray that? By having a care, we see a character watching that happen, mm-hmm. and they do it in such an amazing way with with a still with one shot, one take that it was like that. I was like I, I was applauding. Uh, also, like, like Dev mentioned, the lighting. I, I saw the behind the scenes featurette where they talk about how they actually did the old school lighting effects they used back in the forties and fifties to really create that kind of old school, not hammer film, but kind of older genre kind of a, a horror um, <clears throat> aesthetic to it so it 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 very much was a homage to the the horror of the past without being uh you know a, a parody of it mm. and was, was really fun y'all mentioned both both y'all mentioned or at least i think charlie mentioned the music maybe it's always camera I'm, yeah, old, I'm, old. Uh, I'm old but the the music was great but the best part about it was this music this movie was di- i'm sorry i called it a movie this was directed by a composer michael giacchino who does often oftentimes does sc- great scores for movies? I believe this was his very his directorial debut. Was this? So it's I mean, clearly he's a huge fan of horror and whatnot, and he got a chance to do it. And, it, and it almost ironically enough, it played well with the music and everything else because he is a director and a composer at the same time. Hey, yeah, that's, that's that's our pop up uh, theme. When that when you hear that sound, you pop up. Yeah, another thing that I really like about this this. this First episode in particular, a lot of this is practical. Um, I can't get into too many details about it, but these are things you spoke about in particular uh, with the transformation. They, well, you can kind of, they, I can talk about it a little bit. They have put in the trailer and they seen in the reference to him like transforming, transforming, and you see like the flashes of like a strobe light when you see him changing form. Essentially, that was really just them switching out different people in different costumes and getting closer or farther away from the light source to kind of make it seem like he's getting bigger. It's just like, Camera tricks that have been around forever that kind of don't be used anymore because of digital technology. And I, I appreciate that level of effort and stuff. I don't think film, I don't, that's not me saying the directors have to go back to using sticks and stones and the raw film to record stuff. But when you revisit tools and a toolbox that haven't been used in a while, I think it's just nice. Especially when you, when you actually see the werewolf, this is, I don't think this is too big of a spoiler alert for people that are going to watch the series. The werewolf himself, Jack Russell, is. Because like, a lot of a lot of that stuff is practical effects. There's not. I don't. I don't know if there's any CGI but outside of like maybe they put like well, something from his eyes. Maybe for, for well, one, Ted. One the, one, yeah, Ted. Yeah, say Ted. Say, well, Ted I'm not talking about Ted because that's Ted's a spoiler. Oh, you uh, okay? You know I'm saying that's only CGI. We yeah. thought you meant that there was. Well, yeah, I'm talking about with the monster with the werewolf yeah, in particular. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bring up Ted because Ted's a big. There's a whole, it's not a whole issue yeah. altogether. But people know there's gonna be a werewolf in this. I'm like, all right, we'll talk about the werewolf because you kind of know there's werewolf in this, but. With the the werewolf in particular, his costume and the way they have him look, there's not that much CG. If I can see any, uh, outside of like little things here and there, it looked like the traditional 1930s, 1940s monster flick werewolf. And at first, I didn't know if I was gonna feel it because 
I'm so used to seeing the werewolves and like are mm-hmm. like lichens from like um underworld. underworld and things like nature that look badass to me. But this traditional look worked. I think it worked because you get to see just the remnants of the person there as well. Um, or if you've seen like Werewolf in London, like it was kind of really reminiscent to that mm-hmm. in a sense. So I, I really enjoy that. Um, and well, then that's that's, that's, a, that's a question I have for you guys is that do you think obviously we enjoyed and uh, some of the reviews and stuff, but we're we're I'm I'm the oldest one here by far. But do you think that all audiences will appreciate what they were going for? The idea is very much referring to, like you said, Bride of Frankenstein and older movies in that were in black and white and those kind of older universal horror monsters. Do you think that this will appeal to like younger audiences or audiences that don't know those films? Because it's a very deliberate choice. I don't know if it will just because, I mean, again, like just looking at the trailer of it, like, it was it, it put me in a certain mindset so i can't imagine that they'll see that like a kid will see that like oh mommy i want to watch this werewolf movie like I, I can't i can't picture that happening but i mean if they do decide to to journey on to it because it is on disney plus which has the the most subscribers out of any streaming platform period right is that now true? Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. yeah yeah they do uh i mean if they come across it uh, and watch it it's, it's quality I mean, I'm, I was in the same camp with Charlie. Like, I didn't actually know how I felt about the werewolf transformation at first. But when I saw him moving and flipping around and jumping and like how how he how it looked, I appreciated it by the end. But I was I was nervous about it because like, uh, but he he pulled it off and it, it added another dimension to that that character to to make him feel more even more dangerous in this world of monsters than than he could have been if it would have been like a CG wolf attacking, I guess. Right, right, yeah. To answer your question, I I'll say yes for sure. Maybe not like seven year olds or like young young kids, but from teen like preteens up to my age, like in the like early twenties, I'd say so for sure. If there's one thing that I know people my age want to do, there's this two things: it's feeling like they're the first to discover something, or going back to vintage stuff and like acting like they're the first ones to just, like to see vintage. Um, so which I know a lot of people like go back specifically. I know a lot of people here at this school specifically where I'm at, where they've gone back and it's a thing where they're watching like the Bride Bride of Frankenstein movies, those older movies, because it's just it's something about them in regards to I guess the creativity or just like the allure of something that predated all the what you're used to seeing. It's different from what you're used to seeing. And I think that's what's great about this series. It has the nuances that you have in modern filmmaking in regards to the camera quality and things of that nature. But then they have that subtle nostalgia feel and and ho- I guess homey feel. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but just throwback vintage feel when it comes to this. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. I that, that that makes sense. I hope you're right, and that is true. Mm-hmm. That people do. I mean, I know in general. Uh, I remember from when I was young, one of the main things you want to do is you want to feel like you're older. You're in a rush to be older. So of course, seeing horror movies or, or being able having people think you're mature enough to handle that kind of content. Is a big plus towards that, and I know that young people, this uh, around you know thirteen teenagers in general, oftentimes have a hipster element to them, in which they want to feel like they, they want to, they want to be able to appreciate things from the past, uh, whether whether to just seem like they are older again or to impress those that are older than them in some capacity. So yes, mm-hmm. this would be up, it would be in their zeitgeist for, for various reasons. I agree. Uh, I think one thing that's really we need to uh, of course highlight too is the fact that this is. Uh, I guess episode or movie, whatever it might be, is very deliberate. It niches down. That's something that we we, we know very much in the YouTube game and everything else. Is that 
as opposed to trying to please at least common denominator. Figure out who your own audience is and please them. Uh, please yourself, essentially, and then kind of in a way, don't worry about all, all the rest of anyone else out there. So it's like clearly Giacchino and his team knew what they wanted to do with this, and they did it. And they were, they didn't just say f everybody else. They said, "It celebrate this, those that enjoy it." And if if you not if you can't if you can't get on board, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. So. All right, yeah, this felt like a horror, like a horror fans movie or a horror fans thing because it was a callback to almost all the horror tropes, all the things that people traditionally like about horror movies in this thing. It's pretty done pretty well to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a very old, very specific type mm-hmm. of old school horror. It's not like you know a slasher mm-hmm. film or Jordan Peele or it's a different type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think from what I, at least from I'm, I'm not super deep into the horror community, but from the different social media things I've been in and the different channels I've watched, horror is like one of the like I, the only other genre I can think of that's like that is maybe like the like wrestling and sometimes maybe anime where they enjoy the origins of their genre. Like they enjoy and like one of the first horror movies to come out damn near as much as they enjoy the new stuff that come out. They love the, they love the innovation, but they respect the things that came before them as well. They don't just kind of like throw it away, which a lot right. of like sports probably in particular is like that as well. But they they love everything from the complete timeline. And I, that's one thing I really appreciate about the genre and the community of people that love the genre so much. Hmm. Yes, that's true. That is true. Yeah, they wouldn't, hardcore horror fans, everyone fed, it's like I mentioned, Hammer fans, so like, you know, mm. Raimi, classic Raimi fans to Splatterhouse fans. Uh, Romero fans or the whole thing, uh, Savini's they they do appreciate the craft that goes into horror in general. Like this mm-hmm. this episode had nothing but craft. You saw craft over the place. Everything mm-hmm. from the costume design to like the, the music choices to there was a uh, there's the choices with color that were used very very sparingly. Everything was very deliberate, um, mm-hmm. and so it's uh yeah I, that was great. Yeah, and I feel like uh, it, it transitions over to uh, as well, because I mean, of course, it has a, lot, a whole appeal to horror fans, but there's also a lot of action uh, appeal too. like it feels a little bit like a underworld movie or a Van Helsing movie or, you know, action horror movies that were coming up like the early 2000s. It has a lot of homage to that as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Elsa Bloodstone feels like Kate Beckinsale in some of those scenes. So I, pretty, I mean, I mean it looks like a lot of those scenes. Too, hmm. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, because I feel like her. What's her, I can't remember what Kate Beckinsale's character's name was. Celine. 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 Or Celine. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like she. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I right messed there. that up all the way. <laughs> I, I, I can't even pull it off. Selena. But I feel like I, she doesn't. Elsa Bloodstone predate her. I'm pretty sure she must have been influenced. By oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bloodstone came out like the 60s. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. So I, I'm sure that was that. Because I've I, I only read it. Like, more well, hold on. Her. Her. Ancestor, like the the dude, like the guy they died. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he came out in like the sixties. I think Elsa's more of a two thousand. Yeah, maybe, I thought or she's 90s. more of a recent Perfect. character. She's more recent, I but think I think the, her. I think the nineties when I first saw her in the comics. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's... I can't be. I can't be certain. They weren't. I... They haven't been in too much stuff. She's. A, she's. A, she's in a lot of the uh, Midnight Sun stuff now, which is right. like early two thousand. That's, that's first appearance two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I. I. I can't. I can't pull when. I think um, the Underworld series came came out after 2001. It did. Mm-hmm. It, it did. So it like it, 05, it, it, I think. Probably like 05 or something, right? So odds are Lynn Wiseman and his team that made Underworld were somewhat influenced or at least aware of Elsa Bloodstone. It's, it's, it's likely. you know. Possibly. Um, another thing I thought was really dope is another small thing. Um, if you notice that some parts of the film, they'll have like, is 
almost it looks like a halo, I guess, for lack of a better term, in like the top right corner of the screen. Um, yeah, and cigarette, me, they call it the cigarette burn. Yeah. What I realized from me doing this, this is just for me researching some of that. And just again, I'm an editor, so I'm also like kind of curious whether that's more so like a, a marker to show when to do cuts. Like an right. old school film, like you see that, like, all right, cool, we know we got to cut something immediately there. And if you paid, I guess this is something I picked up from, I think I watched the New Rockstar video about it earlier today. They pretty much they focus on the fact that whenever you see that change and they change scenes, they change the entire vibe and music and tone of the scene you play. It's not just a scene change, but it's a complete environment, atmospheric change it's, at the right. same time. It's, it's, it's pretty dope to me. It's just small things like that that make a series that not everyone will see the first time through or even see it all, but it's, it still makes it just look better or just a better feel all around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was it obviously is very deliberate. The first, and I'll be honest, the first time I was aware of Cigarette Burns was when um, I watched the movie Fight Club <laughs> and, and Tyler Durden points them out to the audience, they break the fourth wall, point out what they are. And then mm. I watched a lot of movies that do that uh, back then. They don't do them anymore now, really, because they're all digital, basically. But mm. if you, especially back in the day, if you watch movies in the movie theater, you would see them all the time. They're just mm. popping up. They have to for the people who had to change the reels. So it, in your right, Deb, it was very much like when those things happened, there was one that happened, I think, right before they went out for the main hunt. I'm not going to get to that's We know this, this that happens. There's a hunt in this. Mm. But, but before they go out for the main hunt, there's a cigarette burn at the top right corner and they go to it and it's a, it's a completely different environment, completely different scene kind of a thing. So yeah, it's very, very uh, deliberate choice. A question I have for both you guys, how how much were you waiting, or I guess how, how much angst were you waiting for a, a appearance or a mention of Blade or Moon Knight throughout this? I mean, I wasn't expecting it at all, honestly. Like, I, I thought this was going to be kind of isolated. I, I don't, I don't know how they plan on connecting this to the rest of everything yet, just because it, it's so off tonally from a, a lot of things that they've done before. I know they will for sure. I'm just, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they, they have when. to. They have hmm. to. The Moon Knight one I see probably before anything else, just for the fact that Moon Knight as a character was introduced in a Werewolf by Night comic, as he was like hunting him essentially. So I see that probably happening maybe sometime in the soon. I don't know. Um, but with them, they showed like a at least I believed it to be a vampire. It looked very Nosferatu. No, yeah, like, it's, a, it's clearly it's, a vampire. Mm -hmm. vampire. Yeah, sure. And they were showing like the weapons that go against it, and like and it's like a club of hunters. I'm like, all right, you just saying blade without saying blade at this point. Mm -hmm. like, what's funny, so what's funny about that? <laughs> I guess we've revealed that blade is not in this episode, but there's a dude that looks very much like like is that supposed to be like uh, another version of blade? I mean, it's, it's not blade. It's not blade. But it's like that's it's blood. Kind of, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's blood. Yeah, it's, it's blood. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was like is this like his ancestry? But <laughs> then it's they nice. confirmed that the show's in modern day. Like it's not a, it's not in the well, 1930s. So, so that's the thing to answer your question, Dev. Was I waiting for Moon Knight or for Blade or for uh, anybody else? Royal Knight, not Royal Knight. I'm sorry. Uh, the, what's the the Knight with the sword? Uh, that's in the that's Black Knight. Knight. So, yeah, Black Knight. So I, I, I was like, no, I'm not because because I because I wasn't sure what time period this was set in. Black, mm -hmm. the black and white aesthetic and everything, and I didn't know mm -hmm. that was Bloodstone, Elsa Bloodstone. I was like, "Is this set in the? Is this in the fifties? And then they confirm very much so at the end of the episode. I was like, "Yeah, this is actually but more today. or less my, more yeah. or less today. <laughs> That's the whole idea of the color. Mm -hmm. It's like this is this is actually now uh, surprise. So, so I wasn't I wasn't expecting anyone from what we what we assume or what we think of as the current MCU to be in there. So, I'm I'm excited to see Elsa Bloodstone and other stuff. Um, another thing I noticed, like throughout this episode, they made it a point to not have guns in this really. 
like all the weapons and right. things that we're using this like seem medieval and they seem to be weapons of her ancestor or her ancestors and she was like right. kind of collecting them as the episode went on and becoming just like i guess whole and for lack of a better sense um so it was really dope to see that i'm i'm really just excited to see what she does later because now she's like roided up granted we don't know to the extent of how powerful the bloodstone is right uh or the gem or whatever. i know it was originally a gem in the comics and they changed it to the stone again because they like doing that um no, but I, I'd like to see her, like, and see what she has to go against, because she's kind of like, she's kind of OD right now, mm-hmm. at least on the yeah. on the Earth level. Yeah, she she's like a sometimes regarded better than even Blade and stuff. But so the but the thing is, like, she's if you're gonna do a Midnight Suns, like, because I, I I saw a video, it wasn't New Rockstar, so someone else talking about the idea that the future of Marvel in a way or MCU is gonna have to have monsters. It seems like it's gonna be a pretty big thing. So if you're doing if the new Avengers is basically the Midnight Suns, and I'm not sure that they want to have Blade as quote unquote the Samuel Jackson or the Nick Fury, but a new team, she's obviously the poster girl for the new Scarlet Witch. I'm sorry, Black Widow. Damn, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Black Widow in a sense. You obviously want to have powerful women in there too. Why not? Um, so it's she. I, I I really hope she comes back. It'd be a huge waste for her not to be used again. I don't see them being the, the Midnight Suns being the new Avengers as much so them being like the new Defenders. Is what I see. Like it's gonna be just like some earthbound street level stuff that they do, yeah. but it's gonna be horror based. And this I, is what I, I'm guessing. Do, I do think that they because they because they have a Blade film coming out. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, our boy Black Knight was introduced in a movie, so mm-hmm. it does seem that they will have them. It won't be obviously as big or grand scale as the Avengers, but it it will be cinematic. It won't just be that the Defenders was only on streaming on, on small screen. I do think that they, 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 they do the Midnight Suns film. It'll be, it'll be a film that'll be in theaters, hopefully. Uh, with mm-hmm. budget, hopefully. Maybe. I'll say it'd be in the series, honestly. I don't see them. It may be. It's, just, it's a lot of characters to do in a movie, man. That's true. I have to develop that many characters. And they're, granted, they may all get their own independent them. stuff first. Yeah, they yeah. introduce different things. Yeah. yeah. Even then, that's a lot to bounce around to. I don't know. Even in the, sure. like, the original Avengers movies, I feel like certain characters kind of got ignored like i think thor and black widow kind of got ignored a lot which is why they're like giving them their own movies later on they kind of finish out their arcs i guess um well, because, really... I mean, hawkeye and black widow were introduced on one thing black widow was introduced obviously in iron man 2 but hawkeye didn't have mm-hmm. anything really until mm-hmm. avengers and he was a zombie most of that movie right so yeah so we'll see we'll see i i prefer to be a series just so you can have time on each one um after watching like i went back recently i talked about it and remember rewatched the whole defenders run from daredevil up through Luke Cage and yes, even Iron Fist. Um, I think this, if anything else, it was dope to see all these characters get their own development. So when they came together, you don't have to explain why they all do what they do because you kind of know them from watching their own series. Right, right, exactly. And all that's right. what people say. That's what that's why people think that uh, the the Justice League movie by Josh, by Josh Whedon works so well is because they did. Oh wait, they didn't do that. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, uh, to not be petty, I think our guest of the hour has finally got here, so let's go ahead and bring him up. My man, how you doing, brother? Yo, yo, what up, y'all? What up, what up, what up? I know this is my first introduction to you, so I am Charlie. Nice to meet you, my man. What's up, Charlie? Pretty good. I feel like I kind of already know you from editing that interview. <laughs> I, like, I watched yeah. that, like, editing it, I had to watch it two million times, so I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Word up. That's uh, right. That's but uh, how you doing, uh, Ace the Outsider? You over literally, literally being outside? I see you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm le- leaving one of my other podcasts. I got a podcast called Sips Tea um, with my two friends, uh, Genesis and Steve Saint. Genesis is a hip hop musician. He's real dope, 
uh, fans of like Lupe Fiasco, Most Def, um, you know, people who like them would like him. See, that's the kind of rap he does, real, real uplifting type of things. Um, but he can also spit. He's a good spitter. And then um, she's saying it's a battle rapper. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But oddly enough, we don't really talk about rap like on the show. We might have topics <laughs> or something like that, but we kind of just talk about current events and everything like that. So leaving that and then jumping on here with the Thin and Now podcast. So where I'm at. Appreciate you for giving us your time, man. Um, obviously, we kind of teased a little bit of the Woman King earlier. We wanted to wait till you got here. To get a lot of the meat and potatoes, okay, um, I guess to kind of kick that off, I will. Granted, we talked about it already, so people, we you know, we all like this movie. So when I say anything going forward, keep in mind, I enjoy this movie. I recommend people to go see this movie. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, <laughs> doing that's my research, doing my research on this movie, I have to keep the same energy. Um, I know we all kind of had our thoughts on like the Elvis movie and them not telling things accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like with this movie in particular, it sounds don't sound bad, but they made this movie over like some of the worst people to ever exist in human history. If we keep it in the book, um, the Dahomey people, um, again, major slave traders. I think they were responsible for like one third of all slaves in the American slave slave trade, mm-hmm. as well as like even when the Europeans were like, we don't really need slaves anymore. I can kind of chill on that. They're like, no, we want our slaves still. We want all of them. King Gezo was like very much so. For, no, we need to keep the slave trade going. The okay. thing that I disliked, like finding out about it after the fact, in the movie, they tried to make it seem as though that the Dahomey people were only trading away prisoners of war, um, people that they fought. That is not the case. They would regularly go out on slave runs and just go to random villages and take them and sell them into slavery. The Akoje is, oh my God, I'm about to mispronounce their names again. The elite warriors, the Dahomey people, they, at least the women, the group of them, were wild as fuck. There's a book called The Barracoon, I think is the name of the title, and it basically is recounting the story of at that time, the oldest slave to exist. And he's giving out his reencountments of basically what happened in his village when he was getting transported from Africa to America. And he was speaking about how the women would like, they circled his village and were murdered all his family and kind of essentially made them walk like a trail of tears, but it kept like the heads of their loved ones on their waist as like trophies mm. and they usually just have dead by so they did like some heinous horrible shit that being said i, I i'm kind of conflicted because we spoke about earlier how important this movie was and how great it is for young kids to see a movie like this and feel empowered mm. but they're being very ingenuine on people that were probably responsible for a lot of the trauma we as black people in america kind of face just mm-hmm. taking us from where we're from and getting us here so it's kind of a conflict to me personally after the fact of Damn, I really enjoyed this movie, but they did some really fucked up shit after the fact. So it's is that balance there. Granted, I will say we get hella Lincoln movies and Hamilton's a big thing, and we kind of ignore that. So I think yeah. we can ignore this for the time being. Just make sure that we educate kids going forward when they're old enough to understand these concepts. That'd be my only thing. That's my rant for this movie. I've been itching to get that off my chest in particular. Anthony, you're new here, so what are your thoughts in particular? Ooh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I think you're you have a very solid opinion on it. I know that a lot of people also share that opinion, being able to acknowledge that um this Uh-oh. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> he was he's about to cook too, but I don't know. Start that back. Yeah, you froze on us for a second. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I was just saying that I acknowledge that your feelings towards it are much like other people's 
um, being able to see that, hey, this is a great movie, but the history that's connected to it is also very murky and messy and bloody. Um, but that's also the history for almost any other nation. You know what I'm saying? So if, if we did a movie on, say, the Aztecs or the Mayans, you know what I'm saying? People who did, who definitely did like sacrifices, blood sacrifices, just like merciless, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Then that'd be a thing. But we can also adapt from that and, and recreate stories. We can make superheroes out of that. Just from the idea alone, you know, just the thought of a of an all-woman uh, military force that's the highest military force, that it, itself was like an idea people can build on and kind of take their own stories with and, and they'll bend to whatever. And a lot of other people are afforded the, the freedom to tell stories about their nation's history and their nation's warriors, even if they aren't connected to it, like the way we are with, with the Dahomey, even if they aren't like directly connected to it, still they have the ability to tell those stories and recreate them into being, you know, this is where I thought it should have happened. I wish that the Dahomey actually uh, went a route where they wanted to free the slaves and everything like that. And I think that there's space to tell those stories because nobody was having this conversation before the woman came. Hmm, Very right. few people brought up the Dahomey outside of like Black Panther conversations and whatnot. And a lot of people will try to pull the cards saying that, oh yeah, people of uh, Africans did slavery too. Okay, but what did that slavery look like? Was it the slavery where um, a defeated nation, neighboring tribe gets put in chains and get put to work? Or, you know, maybe some of them are given some agency where, hey, let's bring them into the military and let's actually use them to build our kingdom. Or, or the type of slavery where somebody is just made to produce more babies, uh, where somebody is made to, to be fed to alligators, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, those types of things. What type of slavery are you talking about? You know, so I, I think that there's a lot of conversations that, that are happening now because of this movie. And I think that that weighs heavier and should be the focus more so than saying how jacked up the Dahomey were. Because if it wasn't the Dahomey, who would have been? It would have been some other tribe. You know what I'm saying? The way that, that, that the slavery trade was established by the Europeans, by the uh, Muslims, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't the Dahomey, it would have been somebody else, right? Somebody else would have had to keep their power. And for the for them to say no, we're gonna keep up with y'all started because that's what we brought our money off of. If we mm -hmm. don't do this, then y'all is gonna come take us over anyway. So it's a lose lose situation. So, right. um, so that's kind of how I feel about the Dahomey themselves. And of course, each kingdom, there's two sides to each kingdom. Um, you know, maybe there are some traditions or maybe some practices that we can learn from um, that were positive, but also just recognizing the the murderous history that they have too. You know, I think there's ways that we can look at both sides of a nation, of a history, and uh, come to some, you know, interesting conversations. Hmm. All right. Um, I, I agree. I agree with a lot of that. I will say, because I've been thinking about it. Obviously, I'm not one to just complain about something without having someone with a solution. I think for me, a happy medium about this would be to focus on things like the Dormelage, for example. You have someone that are just the equivalent of just an elite Black woman-led military force give them their own series or tell a story like use them like you i think the, the disconnected thing that gets me the wrong way is the fact that we're telling like the story of these exact people i think you can have create a story with the same effect but make it them fictional the way they're disconnected from that bloody history now you get the okay. best of both worlds which i think we'll get in the new black panther movie we can get into that in a minute because i know you have an event coming up with that as well yeah. but i think in that movie i hope the dora malaje get a bigger part than what they did beforehand in the original black panther movie or just okay. in, like we, we saw them in uh, I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, and they, they were like they they sh they shined in that like just them pulling up for that one episode for like what, fifteen minutes if that if they left their mark on that series so I think giving them their own series would be dope and just 
how they defend Wakanda or how they do any kind of missions outside of that. And seeing these black powerful women on center stage, you can you have a lot more freedom and you don't have to worry about a lot of the baggage and backlash that may come with this. Because I think the baggage and backlash with this really tainted what the, the great message it was trying to portray, which is strong black women on screen doing stuff that wasn't stereotypical or that wasn't them needing to outsource to something else, like having a white savior. It was just them being them. Um, and I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, and uh, just real quick, real quick to what you, what you all both saying, I wanted to piggyback up what Anthony was saying was that the idea of taking something that may have been a hardship in uh, in history and using it to grow something. Like you said, the Dara Milaje was directly inspired by these women. Uh, the the real life women in history may have done some horrific, heinous things, as you mentioned. Yes, but you can still, in a sense, that's how you learn from the mistakes of the past yep. is by acknowledging them and moving forward. And that's what I see that, in a sense this film could be a combination of those things. This, this film did not highlight those mistakes. No, it did not do that. But the, uh, the, the, again, the young girls that were at the same movie theater as you, Dev, they were not with you, mm -hmm. but they were at the same movie theater as you. I guarantee you, they will take something from that. They will glean a much more positive message from this than the idea mm -hmm. of, you know, women in history, black women, like, like me being horrific murderers. Um, yeah. Which is what I, which which is what I hope happens. Um, it's a double edged sword because you want to have what to show people that historically, uh, black women or you know, African women have done amazing things. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge, yeah, they it was a bit um, a, a little more heinous. You may want to, want to acknowledge, but mm -hmm. but you also want to show that from that there were great fruits too. So it's a it's such a hard line to walk. Uh, mm -hmm. and I, I, I get that. I get that. Right. I mean, if we're if we're looking at like this movie in comparison to movies across history, like revisionist history in films is like so commonplace it doesn't even make sense. Like if you look at literally any western that is based off real characters, that's fictionalized heavily. If you mm -hmm. look at pretty much any any movie that covers a part of American history, like uh The Patriot highly fictionalized like <laughs> the there i don't think there is ever been a movie that was completely historically accurate no. so i mean and entertaining the, yeah <laughs> entertaining. right right yeah, and entertaining right, right. Entertaining. The, maybe like horror movies maybe the, the closest thing is Dahmer, probably monster Damn, yeah. we bringing that back up? <laughs> I mean, as far as we, we did last week, like how how close actually is to be accurate? But yeah, but you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, I will. I, I'm a real advocate of keeping that same energy with certain stuff, and I've been the one specifically to complain a lot about that revisionist history when it comes to a lot of either slave movies or civil rights movies in which they always introduce specific either white savior characters or they'll depict things when it comes to American black people's history in particular, and it's not that way. Or they'll do a movie, or Hamilton grinds my gear specifically because it's all these slave owners that did like Jefferson did the worst of the worst possible things, but they're <laughs> dancing around and rapping and spitting bars. And you just see people just eat that shit up. And I'm like, bro, what's up? What's why, why is this the thing? So when I, I look at stuff like that, I get mad at that. And then part of me feels like a hypocrite because I don't want like, I want to keep the same energy, but with like, again, like I said, I was, I told my co-host here about it, but when I went to the theater to see this two days ago, a mother had brought in her two young black kids. And throughout the movie, and even after the fact, these kids were like overjoyed and having a blast and left the theater feeling great about themselves. So I see that and I'm like, damn, I don't want to take that away from any young kids 
But at the same time, it's like, are we doing what other people would do where they show Columbus sailing the ocean blue and having a dinner with Native Americans? You know what I mean? I want to make sure that we keep that same energy with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the Woman King was definitely able to get a boost from Black Panther. Like, I don't think we would have had the Woman King if we didn't see the Black Panther. Right. Um, but also, would there have been a another story about an African tribe without, I mean, would, would there have been another movie besides that in the place of a woman king? You know, mm-hmm. so I think that the hard part is that we have to kind of explore something that's recognizable before we get to explore a bit and really expand the stories of different uh, nations and tribes that have existed. You know, so like there's like a uh, there's a Shaka Zulu movie that's about to, that's about to come out. Um, okay. You know, maybe this will galvanize more stories to come out. You know what I'm saying? But um yeah so I, I think that there's still space for us to kind of expand to have other stories that aren't as convoluted and conflicted as as this one are as as this mm-hmm. one is you know yeah. what i'm saying so yeah uh, yeah but uh, this one thing i want to say real quick is that because we haven't actually with anthony we haven't discussed his take on the actual movie movie itself just the actual film mm-hmm. separated mm-hmm. from the history but one thing uh, that i heard i heard jordan peele recently talking about how a um a ten year old uh, maybe like, he wasn't sure about the age, but a young black kid came up to him uh, with glasses on, shook his hand and said, "Mr. Peel, I want to be a filmmaker like you when I grow up." And Jordan Peel remarked how he he got teary eyed seeing that because he influenced a young child to do the same thing. The idea is those those young girls that were in the same theater with Dev that were not with Dev but were in the same theater as Dev, who knows what they may go on to do because they were influenced by what they saw. That's the positive takeaway for me is that it's. Yeah, it may come from a very bloody, nasty past, but if it if, if encourages you to do something more positive, uh, to, to to not repeat the same mistakes, but do something even better, that's a great thing, I think. Uh, and I think we do need more uh, artists of color to be inspired by something positive mm-hmm. as opposed to something negative. All right. Uh, Anthony, since we have everybody here now, you guys want to go ahead and score the movie? Or, or before, 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 I guess before we do that real quick, uh, uh, Anthony, did you like the movie? Did you enjoy it? I'm just curious. I don't even know. Yeah, so uh, so the Wakanda Alliance, my group, we sponsored a lot of seats. Well, we, we hosted the movie. We, had, we did a premiere and got about 250 people to come out and see this movie with us. A lot, a lot of them were black women. We sponsored about 100, over 100 seats for young girls from mentorship programs to come see this movie with us. And so we got a nice intergenerational span of people to see this movie with us. And that was important because we I got to feel the reactions of everybody, you know, like so Otis, and when you and I went to go see it, when we went on our you know double triple date and uh, got to see it, you know what I'm saying the that the reactions weren't the same because there's only a few people in that theater, but seeing that people seeing that theater amongst our people, mm-hmm. that was a different vibe for me, and I think that was that helped me enjoy the movie a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. seeing it a second time, I definitely got to see things that I might have missed the first time. But overall, I still enjoy the movie because, you know, I had I had I wanted to see the movie without letting the history bother me too much. The same way Charlie's talking about, like, I didn't want um, that to be a ringing factor. And um, so, yeah, just the way the movie was done. I think the the combat scenes were dope. Um, it, it did seem like some of the moves felt a little too familiar. Like there's like a few stunt coordinators that exist in Hollywood or whatever, <laughs> and they went to, you know. They went to that yeah, small, yeah. small catalog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was, I was definitely impressed though. The fight scene where, um, 
Nawe's character, she brought out the rope joint, the rope dagger. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, the hardest that. thing to use. And she caught on to that quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the movie went a bit too quick, though, just because the, the women had kind of just started. But whatever mm-hmm. it is, what it is. Um, but I thought the fight scenes were cool. I thought the story was cool. I don't think it was, like, too uh, generic or anything like that. I love seeing the interaction between the women. Of course, just seeing how like the sister, sisterhood was like they weren't just trying to murder, murder, murder. They were actually, you know, had a soft side to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's the name? Uh, and Ngozi, I forgot her. Yeah, Ngozi's character. Yeah, um, yeah, the favorite. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, with the nails and everything, she was definitely. Yeah, man. <laughs> boy, I'm telling you, she was, she was it. When she died, I cried a little bit. I was like, damn. Yeah, I was, like, oh my God. <laughs> I was, I was oh, down man. there with Maui. He's like, no. Yeah. But, but that, yeah. that was the one thing I saw. It's like she had to die. It's, it's, the, it's the story of the hero's journey. In order for the main character to become what she is, her, her main mentor figure had to die, essentially. Mm. Yeah. I, will, yeah. I will say the only thing that I thought was kind of unnecessary and not really needed was the whole Malik subplot? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. I'm like, this feels so out of place and felt like a different movie. That's what everyone says because, yeah. like, if you're focusing the movie on like Naneska and the Koje or Koye, or I can't, I can't pronounce the fuck. Agoji, Agoji. Thank you. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the Agoji. Why are we having a whole subplot line where one of them is having this like Romeo and Juliet type love thing? I didn't, I didn't quite. I mean, I get why it's there, and I get the subtext of like his character being lost and being found where his home is. But I, that felt kind of like disconnected from the initial arc of the story to me. I agree. I agree with that. And so when I went to go see it the second time, a lot of the women that I was with pointed that out. Cause my, my one friend, she's definitely like revolutionary. You know what I'm saying like anytime mm-hmm. there's something she, 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 she catches it and she's very much against it. So, um, so, uh, real quick there, there's yeah. two main reasons that, w- that, that was in there, his whole storyline. <laughs> The first is that is a it was probably a studio note. They're like, we need to have a pretty male. Since since a lot of women are gonna come to this, we need to have mm. a pretty male for them to look at. I mean, he had his shirt off half a his lot. half his runtime. <laughs> uh, he, he had more abs than, than I have, you know, chicken fingers in a day. So so clearly he was there on purpose and he served mm-hmm. that purpose. The other thing was I think one thing it did do was it showed that she had a choice or that she made a choice. She yep. had the temptation of a good, of a quote unquote normal life with a good husband and all these things and riches and everything else. He offers it to her blatantly and yeah. she chooses her sisters over that. So right. it's one thing if she's has to be in the life with her, with the, with, with the, with the sisters and fighting and warring as opposed to her choosing to be there. Um, so that's, mm. so, it, so I, I get, I do understand the backlash and the pushback, of course, but yeah. I think it, there, there is somewhat of a purpose that it does still serve. It was a a tonal shift because I mean, I feel like he ended up getting more screen time than some of the the sisters did. Like that were main characters that died off in the film. So I mean, I I, I understand why he's there about the explanation. Yeah, I definitely do. But I feel like maybe he hadn't reduced. Why Malik? It's like of all the (laughs) names. In the, yeah. of the world, yeah. you, you have to call him. Like, <laughs> like you're English, bro. You gonna have an English name? I don't care if your mom was African. Right. She was a slave. They gonna give you an English name, you're, bro. He was calm. Portuguese. He's oh, yeah. he was Portuguese. Yeah, it'd be awesome if his name was Tyrone. They just called him just outright Tyrone. <laughs> All right, 
Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I, I would prefer a lot of his runtime to go to like the Mahi girl that was like a lot. Like they they teased that her doing a lot. I feel like a lot of her stuff was cut. Yeah. They had her doing some stuff and yeah, had her do shots yeah. for Naui. And I'm like, yeah. what happened to her? Like she just kind of yeah, just. She fell to the wayside. The, the, the right. Vegeta, Vegeta villain, Vegeta rival in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now that's all been said. Now y'all ready to rank it, the score it. So Anthony, usually we score it out, like out of ten. Usually is the typical things that we usually do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do eight point five off the off the fact that they were able to acknowledge an ugly side of it, but kind of switch it. Um, <clears throat> like they they didn't skip over it, is what I'm saying. Like they didn't, they didn't they completely ignore it. Um, also the Malik thing, that's kind of why I'm docking. You know, it from a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they could have did something similar with like a, a darker skinned male who was African. And I kind of, again, I see why they kind of put it in there. The temptation of this light skinned brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can travel. Ooh, traveling. I can get fluid. I can get sailed out. <laughs> it's, it's, so yes, them. literally. literally. <laughs> you think they went to Tyler Perry no? It's like, well, yo, Tyler, what you... What, what, what you All right, <laughs> hey, stop it. We don't respect Tyler Perry. We, we respect <laughs> Tyler Perry on this show, goddammit. Uh, this, uh, this, 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 uh, this, this show here. We already got one of brothers hating us. We cannot. I live yeah, it, I'm, it, it, I'm in Georgia. I'm trying to go to the studio in Atlanta at some point. Yeah. All right? you know, I, I got all the respect for Tyler Perry, but I recognize <laughs> his tropes when I see him. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. He's a new Shamar Moore. But yeah, so um, also like the variation of weapons showing that they had skills outside of just like a handheld weapon, like the Mahi girl, you know, grabbed that rifle, boom, shot the man, you know what I'm saying? So the ingenuity and everything. Also seeing the herbs being used for healing, like the women had the, the herbs herbs over their uh, scars and everything like that. So I think they really did a great job with this film for it to be what it had and all the controversy surrounding it. I still think that it was a very well done film. So I'm going to go 8.5. Uh, very close to a nine, so more like an eight point eight, but a, you know, for scaling reasons, eight point five. Otis, I guess we kind of go clockwise with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go uh, close to to what Ant said. I'm gonna take it as an eight. Like Malik, Malik legit hurt this. <laughs> oh, <bro>. like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, really well done. The action was well done. I mean, getting to see genuity of uh, the Goje. And knowing what time period that they're from and being able to use what they used, how they did, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed Naoi's character, except when she was kicking it with Malik. Um, Viola Davis murdered this, right? Yeah. I not murdered. Like, she didn't, like, just, like, eh, come to show. She murdered it. Like, yeah. like, even how she walked, she felt intimidating. It was like, she, like, five, six. Why is she scary? Like... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think she's how old is she? Fifty. She's in her early fifties, I think. Right, in her 50, and she and she's run, doing this stuff. He saw a lot of her oh. actually there in this stunts and stuff. Have I sent you the video of like her and the other woman talking about like their training regimen for this and like how in yeah. shape they got? Like, it was yeah. they were getting it like on some rock, like Dwayne Johnson type shit. They were lifting, yeah. lifting. Yeah, you got to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm I'm gonna say with Anthony, I'll give it an eight point five. Obviously, the Malik stuff kind of killed it for me. Um. And I almost want to give it a nine because, like, some of those monologues and scenes that yeah. Viola Davis had with Naui are just in general. Like, she, she, I ain't, I ain't gonna say she backpacked it because it was a good movie, but like, she was a significant part of like how good this movie was to me. And I've, again, I've seen her in other stuff. Obviously, the Suicide Squad, probably like the biggest thing, the Suicide Squad, the good one. Um, I didn't know she, I didn't know she had this in the bag. I did not know she had this in the bag. So it was, it was great. It was great. So, so yeah, I, 
so I, I I first came to Viola during her uh, the show uh, how to get how to get away with murder. Yeah. That uh, uh, that show there. Uh, she's great, obviously, in that. And of course, I see her in The Suicide Squad and everything else. But I would give this movie a solid nine, um, just because from the standpoint, I mean, as an isolated incident, as a film itself, the story was telling, the characters that were there, um, it it all worked really well for me. Obviously, Malik is there doing his thing, but I in the, the I saw it in a crowded theater on on like the opening weekend, and I heard multiple women around me say, "Damn!" And it's like, okay, fine, I get it, I get it, I get why he's there. They they is doing the purpose. The studio do it, put him in there for a reason, whatever, make your money. I got you. Uh, so I got like that point, but everything else I thought were great. The whole point of the film is the women, and the women were great. And the thing about it was they're not perfect at all, they're very right. flawed, they're very mm -hmm. human, and they make mistakes. And that's something that I really appreciate when movies are, are, are willing to do that. It's not about making in order for a you know a movie to be feminist or whatnot, where the women had to all be seen as paragons of uh, perfection no they actually are very human they're very flawed make all kinds of mistakes over and over and over again and that's what i that's what i love seeing that's what i want i want filmmakers and storytellers to understand that and they did that very well in this so because mm. of that and like you said obviously the amazing action anthony the amazing mm. performances dev and charlie yes of, i'm sorry dev and uh, otis yes of course uh, this movie is great i gotta give it a solid nine shout out my boy boyega king gizzo my boy was, right. he was on it he had a nice hey. rim there at the end too. His his rim, yeah. his rim. He had the drip, boy. He had the drip. <laughs> I yeah, wanted all of them. He had a lot of chest out. Yeah, chest was yeah. out the whole time. Oh God, the entire time that chest was never covered. And those outfits, those like the colors and was yeah, he was lots of drip. I'm like, bro, what are they lining you up with in Africa? Right now? You had the crispiest <laughs> goatee and like fro for was whatever it, nuts, reason. Nuts and berries, nuts and berries. <laughs> he was he had the harem with him too, all the queens with him and right. everything too. And he kept Shorty in line too. Whenever she was out of turn, she was like, yeah, yeah, that's all he didn't even say. It was one word and that was it. No wine. Yeah, I, I, I may have fooled hey, Go talk to her. Go talk to her. I want that accent around a lot more and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, Anthony, while well, we still have you, would you like to go ahead and plug? I know you've kind of talked about the Wakanda, Wakanda Alliance a lot. Um, on the past interview, but I know you have a recent event coming up with the Black Panther 2 movie. Would you like to talk about that song? Yeah, yeah. We're still trying to work it out. Um, with it being so close, there's so much that's, that's going on that we're trying to figure out, but we do want to do screenings like we did for the first Black Panther and for Woman King, so we're going to be doing that. Um, some events outside of that, we're going to have kids build their own heart-shaped herbs, so we got a local organization that works with crafts to uh, help us build it. So we're going to have little light-up herbs that they can take with them and watch in the movie. Um, we're also going to do some later cut uh, keychains, things like that. Um, and also just the conversations around the movie. We're going to have workshops and all that to, to, to build on it, partnering with some colleges to uh, facilitate conversations. And uh, yeah, we're just super excited. Um, looking to try to get some support from bigger organizations like Hasbro, like Adidas, who just came out with a, with a Wakanda shoe line. Um, and some other apparel. So yeah, we're just trying to do the most we can with this film and really just take it up. So um, just super excited to to get the people up. And the thing is, people are expecting us to do something. Whereas before, they were just like, okay, what kind of lines? That's a good group. You know, what else are they doing? But now it's like everybody's looking at what kind of lines to, to help usher them in to the experience of watching this film because it's not just a standalone film. We take these conversations and we keep on building with them. Like the Black Pan the first Black Panther has conversations that keep on going and keep on evolving which is mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about it is you know you can't do that with other films you can't do that with a superman movie with a batman movie well maybe a batman but not a superman yeah. movie. <laughs> you know what i'm saying you can't talk about the culture you can't talk about 
dynamics that only black people feel connected to or just people of color feel connected to. So um, so everybody's looking at Wakanda Alliance and the Galactic Tribe to really facilitate the conversations, mm-hmm. keep the conversations going, and also keep the youth in mind. You know what I'm saying? Not making it so much about the sales or these adult conversations of who's right, who's wrong. Having the kids really feel connected to a character, um, not just a character, but a whole nation of characters. You right. know, so uh, I'm super excited about that part because I get what I'll say again. There are a lot more Black Panther fans now than there were when the first movie came out, right? Because mm-hmm. all the kids who were watching it all throughout the pandemic and everything like that, seeing you know the Black excellence and all that, like they're they they got a few more years on them now, so they can go see another movie and they're looking forward to this movie. So yeah, a lot of great things to come with it. Speaking of those great conversations, I know Otis has a clip of said conversation. Do you got that ready? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after the Women King uh, screening that Anthony hosted uh, with the Wakanda Alliance a couple of weeks ago, the, the following Saturday, he had a workshop dedicated to the, some of the women that went to see the movie with them. And they got the chance to speak on the impact of that. I got a snippet of it here. It's about, uh, it's about 50 seconds. Huh? to me and the spaces that we take up now in representation, I feel like it actually folds into one another. It's important for us to one tell our stories, it's important for us to hold space, but the family dynamic of what black women and black women are for each other, it is building, it's growing, but as black women are taking up more spaces and as we are getting more recognition for the things that we're doing, I don't want our black men to resent us in that way. I don't want us to go backwards. And so that fighting scene to me was like, that's what it actually looks like internally when black women are now in the forefront. I mean, we've been in the forefront, but we're getting acknowledged for being in the forefront and not emasculating our men or having our men feel emasculated. Which that's nothing of a great conversation, honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the full conversation, I'm dropping the link uh, in the chat. And anyone that wants to see the full video on YouTube, but uh, it was uh, it was an excellent uh, group of women coming together to give uh, a really well-rounded review on not only the the impact of the movie that, uh, directly, but how that can inspire women going forward. And, and a lot of the imagery that was in there that can be meaningful to the black community specifically. So. I thoroughly recommend uh, if you are watching this to check out the full video. Uh, again, it's in the chat. And big credit to Ant for putting that together, man. That was a, that was a great experience. Right. Um, this has been great, uh, Anthony. I think we should go ahead and knock out the. If you want to, guess, if you guys still want to talk about the anime topics, Anthony, you're more than welcome. I don't know how big of an anime fan you are. If you'd like to stay and talk about it, you can. If not, thank you so much for coming on and giving us your time and attention. We really appreciate it. We hope to have you yeah. in the future. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all so much. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to stick around. Uh, the last thing I do want to bring up about The Woman King and like the reactions towards it is that before, going into the movie, a lot of people had their reservations you know, about seeing Black women you know, being excellent. Both men and women were like, oh, this movie is about this. This movie is about that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think this movie can help you, help bring us together, You know, bring the genders together. And and one of the things that one of the young people said who were part of the panel, we had a four, uh, 15-year-old girl, high schooler, honor student who was part of the panel who went to go see it with us. And she said the fighting between the men and women triggered her because she grew up seeing men and women, black men and black women fighting each other. Um, and then the clip of Felicia just saying that we don't want our black men to feel emasculated by, the, by this film. So a lot of, and one of the questions that came up in the panel was that how do we 
how do we as black men let black women lead, let black women have the spotlight, but also not feel like we're being pushed to the background? And that really, that depends on us. We can't blame, you know, the man and, and all his machination for making us feel a certain type of way. We have to take the initiative to know when it's our time to let black women be who they are and also acknowledge them for what they're doing. And also now acknowledge the pain we've caused them collectively. You know, what we've done in music, what we've done in entertainment to make black women feel a certain way. Being able to say that, yo, we we, we F that up. We F that up real bad. You know, so how do we, let, let's, let's think about how we can help them heal, how we can heal together. And then also how we can feel like black women are pushing us to the side as they uh, come into the light, you know, uh, as they are, so that was just one of the last things I wanted to bring up. So, mostly well spoken. Um, moving yeah, on, anime, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anime, I know I tried to catch up on as much as I could, I wasn't able to catch up on Spy Family because that was, I think I tried to watch it on Crunchyroll, but it, you have to watch I had the premium account for that one. So, I'll probably allegedly find that one through other sources. Allegedly, um, but I am caught up on my hero. This cool. episode of My Hero. It's weird. I feel like they always like at the end of these episodes when they're getting to some dope shit, and they just like stop and like we'll see you next week, and then it starts there. I'm like, I feel like these need to be like an hour long because these 22 minutes feel so short to me because <laughs> all all this good stuff happens and then they're about to start more dope stuff and then it just ends. I'm just like ah, because well, um, I think I think they do. I know it's they used to do it forever. Uh, that was the the strategy they used to use was basically an episode was basically two. Um, manga put together like because mm. the manga is usually about but fifteen pages so long. Pages. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's not quite enough content to fill up an entire episode of a show. So they may put two of them together to make something. So if you, so if you feel like there's that you want these things to be longer, or if you feel like the story's been kind of cut in half, whatnot, it's because it kind of is usually that's why it plays out. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been uh, dope. Yeah, um, it, it, it was it was dope. But did you? But ultimately, did you enjoy the episode for? Of my hero, oh, yeah, and I'm watching them sub. Like, I'm going like this and Demon Slayer, like the only thing so far, maybe like Naruto Shippuden too, because I didn't have a choice. Where I'm like, I'm not gonna wait, I'm gonna let me just wait and watch this sub and get it over with. Yeah. And they're, they're it's great, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, Anthony, are you caught up? Have you been watching my hero at all? And that means no, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not caught up recently. Last part I saw was uh, when they went to go rescue a little girl with a horn. And then oh my gosh. Oh, so I am way behind. Yeah, I'm not a consistent okay. anime watcher. Like I'll yeah. watch and I like I did enjoy my hair for what it was though. Like, so yeah, yeah, I'm behind on everything though. Whatever it is, I'm probably behind on it. Unless it's like less than 30 episodes, I'm behind on it. So felt that. But yeah, don't feel like yeah. you're spoiling anything for me though. I'm just I'm just here to kind of listen in to what's going on. Yes, as as we can tell, Anthony is a man. Literally, he's driving from one podcast, doing the podcast now with us, driving to another podcast um, yeah. after this too. So it's like this man is clearly, clearly has a whole bunch of free time. He clearly has all kinds of time <laughs> whatever he's doing in his life. Uh, the so hell yeah, is no free worries. time. <laughs> I felt that. No, no worries at all, brother. Um, oh, this uh, about you, man. How you feel yeah. about it? No, um, I'm really enjoying the season of my hero. Uh, this one, the. They started off with action, and it's important action. It's not just like another tournament arc or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's meaningful fights, and it's it's life or death situations, and that's something I've been waiting to see more out of them. I, I I've been waiting for this to get a little bit more intense because I know it can be, and it's it's right there in the middle of it. So yeah, right. I don't know if I can agree with Charlie saying that they waited till the end for it to get spicy because I mean. 
Seeing Miracle fighting was crazy. Like not not waiting for it to get spicy, but like spicy stuff happens, but it feels like they're about to get into some like next more, level dope yeah, shit. Stuff. And that's True. when it ended. I'm like, damn, it felt like I went over a hill that you told me about last episode, and we're kind of cruising, and then there's another big hill to go over, and you're just stopping it there. And you, would you come say back it's a would you say it's a cliffhanger? A pretty big cliffhanger, yes. That's, that's what they, did. <laughs> they did their damn job. Yeah, they did their damn job. Yes. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So I I, I agree. I agree with Anthony that episode uh, two was. I'm kidding. Uh, no, the, the, I think that this actually <laughs> that the, the the I actually I love y'all know I'm an unabashed my hero fan. I I stand by it both dub and sub. I love it to pieces. I love this episode. Uh, Miracle is my new official crush. That woman, perfect. Uh, and to see, like, like, like you all, y'all were saying, having it be more meaningful uh, stakes for what's happening uh, from the moment she gets in there, it seems it's deliberately a dark atmosphere. You feel like you're watching someone getting ready to face their doom, but bravely face it. And she even says it. She mm -hmm. says, I face, I, I can't remember the exact, I'm paraphrasing, but basically like I face literally every single day that like, could be my last because I know my job is and it's very important to me. I, I don't fear death. Death fears me. She, uh, was, she, she pretty much was just like, Yes, like you said, she faces every day. She treats every day like she's gonna die that day, yeah. so she doesn't have any regrets. There's no regrets. Yeah, mm -hmm. she does. Yeah, so it's it's a great character. I mean, she the episode was named for her, Mirko, number mm -hmm. five, essentially. So so I had a lot of fun with that. I, I I appreciate what you're saying, Dev, as far as it's setting up so much more as they go as they they do the full. Um, after her attack, they did the full. It shows the full um like um assault on the compound, uh, mm -hmm. the paranormal. What's it called? Oh, it's paranormal league or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I can't remember what's up in my head. Unnecessarily long, man. It's yeah. Not, uh, yeah, unnecessary, unnecessarily long. Man. Extraordinary villains. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it looks. I mean, obviously, it's gonna be a great episode coming up next next week, which is fun. I, I'm having a lot of fun watching. I'm having a lot of fun watching it week by week. Uh, a lot of fun watching these characters, other characters, other characters besides just the main ones we know from the school doing their thing, seeing the world get more and more big, and um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I guess moving on from my hero, I know you guys are really excited for Blue Lock dropping. Have you guys oh. watched that at all? How's that been? <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I couldn't find it anywhere. Have I watched Blue Lock? I mean, that's that's I've only been waiting for it since I've found out it. Yes, I, I watched it multiple times. It, I mean, I really think it could go down as the best. Sports anime of all time. Um, Be careful, Haikyu exists. Haikyu does exist. I mean, Haikyu does exist, but Haikyu is kind of like the epitome of the normal trope right. of, of anime, uh, right. sports anime, and this is going in a completely different direction. Very, very much. So. Um, and that's that's why I appreciate it so much. It's really diving into the individual individualism of the characters. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I won't throw any spoilers in there yet. But no, throw some, throw some. You throw some. It's like no. for one for one episode. You can do for the one episode. One episode. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's a show where they're trying to develop the best one soccer player, not the the best team. It's not about like oh, let's be buddy, buddy. No, it's winner take all, killer be kill, and it, it's it, it's 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 just it's darker. Like, and Very you find darker. a way to yeah. add a dark element to a sports anime. I, I really appreciated it. It's but but it's still not life or death. There's no actual right. casualties. Right. It finds a way to like bizarrely make you feel like there's a life or death without any actual life or death. Yeah, yeah. But but ultimately, I mean, 
I mean, uh, well, I'll, I'll throw the spoiler in it. Like, uh, if the 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 show is essentially about a program, and if they fail this program, you never be a professional uh, soccer player in Japan. You can't join the Japan national team. Right. Um, you're banned from play. Yeah, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. That's, you 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 lose. You you you're banned from playing. Basically, it's a hunt. But it's meant to be very much like you need to have some inspiration. Actually, have some stakes. And the stakes are: if you lose, you're done. As opposed to, oh, you just walk away and not, not put your heart into it. No, everyone's playing their asses off. You see them, they're like terrified. Like play. It's, it's basically like Battle Royale or Hunger Games meets a sports anime. Um, so, but it's done so but, but I know it's done better than those things, Otis. I know. I, I, see, them, I see them right there on top of me. But it's, that's the idea behind it. Uh, one thing I love about it, too, um, is how there's a part where old boy with the bowl haircut, uh, look, look, look like Mob Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Breaks down the idea of like here, here's some actual quotes, real life quotes from real life soccer players as far as what they said. They say they pretty much say, F my team, I have to do this for me, I have to win. The end. And it's like, yeah, that's what you you really do have to be. I'm watching uh, the Redeem team now on Netflix. It's all about the um the 2008 basketball, uh, Olympic basketball team, how they had to be. <laughs> I like, he's talking to us about that. Like, we don't know what that is. No, that's no, crazy. No, no I know you're not. It's for the stream. It's for the stream. It's for the stream. He's on season four, my hero. <laughs> but the, the thing about it is, though, is just like when you have like people who are super athletes, you can't. Always be thinking about how do I service everyone around me? How to make sure that we all no? You have to go out, step out onto the field or the court, knowing you're the best. Because if you ever doubt yourself for a second, you will lose. And this anime is all about f your team. You need to be the best by period. That's it, period. And I, I, it is it's a very very like because it's very real. It's like you don't hear that as much. Like yeah, you have to have an overwhelming ego the size of the Hindenburg exploding in order to get shit done sometimes. So mm. yeah. Damn, Hashtag them, fuck them kids. But all of them in the face. Uh, there were, there were, there were oh. two deaths in the theater. Two, there were two deaths. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Buttercup, let's as, chill out. As, 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 as we get demonetized, as we get demonetized, <laughs> <laughs> that's your timeout. You missed that. <laughs> but if you watch the episode, you will see why he said that specifically. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I need context. There's a lot of context. To it. Good save, Otis. Good save. Good save. Good you save. As we, as we, as we, I was uh, about to be like, Ethan, we got to talk. Let's explain to our lawyers what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um. it's a, but please, Dale, I know. So for those who don't know, our boy Charlie Wilson isn't always the biggest fan of Sports, sports anime. anime. However, he does love Yu-Gi-Oh and things where they use cars to battle, which is also that's a sports anime, bud. That's a sports oh, anime. Really? The idea is competition between characters. I can that's see sports. somebody go windmill dunk between their legs and it look dope. I ain't never gonna see somebody summon a fifteen foot dragon sky monster to blow fire on somebody. Yeah, but it's that, it's a comp- I, that, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. technology yeah. is coming. It is it's, coming. It's, it's, and I'm on that. Yes. Anthony was saying that at the Wakanda Alliance, they have technology where they're developing these dragons to fight uh, their children. Uh, So it's coming. It's coming soon. Now, I I do think that... I don't know. I I, I, I do think... If anything, we're going to develop a panther. Not our dragon. It's going to be a panther, fam. (laughs) That makes even more sense. 
Panther. But I think if you're not for anyone in general, not just Charlie Wilson, who's a, a little bit having struggles these days. But if you are a fan of anime or just competition in general or just good storytelling, this is a good anime to watch, regardless of sports. This is a good one to watch. Blue Lock is great. I enjoy it. I don't watch one episode, but it's really, really good. Fair enough. Um, I guess Mob Psycho was other Mob Psycho dropped recently. It did as well as I did. Which that was okay for me. I, that felt like a like a like a, a law pass. It's like I'm watching yeah. the pass. I'm waiting for the some more dope stuff to happen. It's the, it, yeah. it felt like a lot of how like certain seasons of my hero started earlier on when it was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a reminder of reminder. the characters and nothing else. I mean, I did enjoy seeing more of a Shigeo, and then of course it was funny. Like uh, his his master is always hilarious to me. Right accident, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like this, this was a lighter episode, it wasn't any heavy content in this, and I don't think they will probably see any heavier things until like uh midway through the season. Have Have you read the manga for this too, Otis? For uh, I have Mob? not read any of Mob yet, I have not read any Mob either. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It's, pre- it's pre filler basically, it's mm-hmm. a it's, as opposed to the you know the custard in the middle of the donut, this is all the the necessary frosting on the outside of the donut kind of thing. Can y'all explain to me why this got dubbed so fast? Like, I think when I first seen this episode first drop, like that first episode was dubbed like that time. I was like, this, yeah. I'm a dub watcher. I'm like, damn, they did this fast. I'm like, I may have to keep watching dub, like, mob everywhere. That's, that's, Sony, money. that's Sony money. said, like, oh, we want Americans to watch this. So we're going to have it in their language. Okay. Get that. Get so. that movie. I think it yeah. dropped. I think the first episode dropped dubbed and sub, I think at the same time. Because yeah, it, uh, it dropped uh, on the sixth and the dub is already out. So, yeah. So that but day, did- I watched it that day. But they, they didn't do that for my hero, which is weird because I think because uh, my hero I think there was one season where they did have it where it was it was they were doing both the releases of the sub and dub because my hero is very profitable also for the mm-hmm. so but, yeah. Which is uh, my, uh, mob I believe is a Crunchyroll title and I don't think my hero is. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It is not a Crunchyroll original. Um, Blue, Blue Lock is also is a Crunchyroll original. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Um, and then of course, uh, my favorite one this week was actually. Spy Family. Have you have you watched any Spy Family, Anthony? Have you heard of Spy Family? I've been hearing things about Spy Family and Spriggan. Those seem to be the ones that are resonating more in uh, in these streets and these anime streets that I have. Not, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still trying to catch up on like Demon Slayer and shit like that. So like for me to start like a new anime, it's like all the other old animes are looking at me like. We've been waiting here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I have, I, I've only, I've only heard good things about Spy Family. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it keeps. Oh, did you can go first then for Spy Family? Because I'm, I'm a, I'm a bust. Well, I mean, uh, I do like a, a, a general description of what it is. It's essentially a fusion between a spy drama and a slice of life anime, culminating into mm-hmm. one. It's about uh, a spy who has to infiltrate a, a school, so he has to recruit a family. So he can hide his image and go into that school cleanly, and uh, getting to know his family and why he chooses them and how they come together—it's a—it's a really well done show. They they mix the the high action moments with the goofy family moments very well. It's a very, very well. it's a four quadrant anime. I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, it yeah yeah. I didn't it, either. It, 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 I was it, like, I'm kind of going. This kind of goes. But also, I like how yeah. it's, it's they have the whole it's four members of the, of the of the core family now too, basically. So it's like they actually is four quarters in that regard, and they have uh, another another the Anthony's all four of the members of the family are hiding something from each other in some way or another, some ability mm-hmm. essentially. 
uh, and that's kind of what makes it that much more more fun is to watch how they navigate these things from each other. Uh, there is one common link in a sense where one person is able to detect certain things about everyone else, but how that, that, that one character is also in a lot of regards the weakest and smallest one and how she has to try to make sure she stays alive and not get hurt because of her abilities too. So it's yeah. a lot of fun just watching, watching someone have to, in a way, play spy games or spy versus spy within and within their own family, within enemies, with this in general. It's a lot of fun because of that. Yeah, that sounds like a, a setup that I would expect for like from like an American movie, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can imagine like that being like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith Part Two, not mm-hmm. the thing, or like a completely new series starring Winston Duke and some other person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mr. Duke does his Batman voice. That's the kind of the spy. <laughs> Let's, let's I love Winston Duke, by the way. I love Winston Duke. Yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah. Duke, Duke. Duke. In Baku? Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That, that Batman on Burry made me believe that he could probably pull off uh, DMX or something. Moving on. My favorite anime out right now, at least until Bleach probably drops, maybe, is Overlord. And Overlord throwing out heat right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. They they're throwing out so much heat. I'm tempted to like. Usually, I'll wait for the dub to drop, like however long after the fact. I'm at this watch EG's episode sub going forward because this is just some heat. I'm really I'm really liking the show and what they're doing, and I I feel like they're getting like near a climax. It's like it feels like they're like right before something big's about to happen. It's like kind of like slowly building up, and you can kind of feel that with the show. Um, yeah, you're, watching, you're watching the dub version. Oh yeah, the, the, the sub mm-hmm. and the, the season ended, and the season finale was. Was well definitely worth watching. Um, this this was a fantastic season for Overlord. Um, you, you, uh, they really made a a good effort to one build the world around uh, Ein's Al Ghul, but also let you know more of who he is and how he operates within that world. And I, I love seeing the, the the how things that were small small to him. Affected literally the entire planet because right. he just he's just that powerful of a person within that uh, in that world. So, but he's really not malicious. That's he's not malicious. He, he just doesn't think about it. Yeah. Well, shit, this season they made him seem like he was a demon. I ain't gonna lie. He was <laughs> out here like just committing murder and like damn near genocide. Like mm, that's a video game. Like it. Right. It's true. That's true. I I haven't seen this season. The new. I watched the, the up to, up to the, the original. See, a series ended essentially. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the new the re- relaunch in a way. Yes, um, continuation going. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I know a lot of folks are hope for hype, are hype for Bleach, which I think drops. Is it this week, Otis? That is tomorrow. 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 <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of folks. Are, were you a fan of Bleach, Anthony? Um, so are they? Are they? Yeah, I was. Uh, again, another anime that I didn't finish. Uh, but uh, are they redoing mm-hmm. Bleach from like from the start, or are they going to continue it on from where they left off? Yep, it starts at oh, the, yeah. the thousand year blood arc, which is the only arc that they never animated uh, from the manga. And, mm. Oh man! Okay. <laughs> oh man! All right, it's yeah, cool. nah. yeah. I would love to catch this from the start. Then maybe this is one I'll be consistent with. So <laughs> maybe Chainsaw Man up tomorrow too, right? <laughs> Chainsaw Man uh, is Tuesday. Chainsaw Man is Tuesday. Chainsaw Man, Tuesday. Whatever. Okay. We're kind of spoiled. We're spoiled rotten because uh, there's so much stuff. Because also keep in mind that. A couple weeks from net from then, of course, we have a uh, Batman yeah, um, Gotham Knights coming out too. Yeah. And so, it's, yeah. like, so what would you say? Yeah. What would you mention? Oh, yeah, Tokyo Eternity is uh, October twenty third. Oh, I can't, I can't. My heart, my heart. Yeah, yeah. that's a. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, uh, Anthony. That's a show about a, a mortal that 
is constantly faced with the mortality of the people around him. That's the whole um, point. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, just be, if you do just get, have a box of tissues next to you or something, just be prepared to, to you know, you're going you're gonna to cry. Like, so it's, it's, so it's a, like Vandal Savage, but just like as a as a different character, just like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. any immortal character that exists, this is like, this is finally, this is their story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it starts from, from the beginning. Like the character goes from literally being a rock with no consciousness to uh, having to uh, develop a person. Like, it takes yeah. years for him to understand to comprehend thought. Hmm. Yeah, right. I don't watch that. I've seen and, like videos on it. I haven't watched it myself. Yeah, you be careful, man. That that will get your heart. Your heart. Yeah, you got you gotta yeah, watch man. your heart. And then uh, it has one of the best openings probably ever. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played Kingdom Hearts, but uh, the lady who yeah. does both simple and clean and uh, uh, Sanctuary also. Oh does yeah, yeah. Things. Oh, that, that shit gonna slap then. I bet. That's what the ring's on? I bet. Look it up, man. This is some fire. If you man, can look at the, the live performance of Pink Blood and, and Tank, those two things, always, it always refers yeah, to Tank. Man, there's so much good stuff right? between video games and shows, man. Listen, there's, there's so much going on, movies and everything. Yeah, man. I, I still got a script to finish, so I don't know if I'm gonna catch this stuff till like November. I heard from your from your from your from your teacher that you you you're, you're getting behind in your work, so so definitely yeah. get on your script. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting behind. I just got to catch up. That, that that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a it's important distinction. No, okay. And, and give me a chance to be around you more, and just seeing how you balance everything with uh, between the Wakanda Alliance and the Galactic Tribe, and then your own endeavors and engagement and the, everything that you do. You you are uh, you legitimately are the Wakanda man. I give you all the uh, the credit for that, man. You are amazing. Agree, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. It's um, a garden. It's a garden. You plant these seeds, you see how they grow, you tend to them, and you know, you can harvest some. Some are ready to harvest, some are not. Depends on the season, depends on something you did, maybe something somebody else did. Maybe somebody came and knocked some of your shit over, and now you got to figure that out. But you know what I mean? It's, it's all working with the garden. So, right. yeah. Before we move on to the church announcements, is there anything else you guys want to speak on in regards to anime and woman king? Anything else? Oh, I'm good. All right. Uh, church, congregation, gather around. We're here for the church announcements. Obviously, if you guys are a fan of any of the content we have now or coming out recently, uh, please make sure you go over to the Then and Now podcast YouTube channel and give us a sub there. We're on the road to a thousand subscribers there. Uh, we're getting pretty good numbers there, so we appreciate people there. Uh, nice. I think recently is like 3 a.m. I finished up the video essay on the show Evil, so that's out now. It's like not too long. It's like four or five minutes. So if you guys want to check that out, that's up as well. And if you guys are a fan of comics, anything narrated with just great stories or is created with great stories uh my friend here Lelouch, not Lelouch v, my friend here ethan murphy has this company echelon g novels where they have a million amazing books get ready for another drop relatively soon but under that label we have a book that was created by my friend otis here and other friends dan called briarlands that is out now with uh with echelon g novels uh, myself and another one of my best friends have another book coming out with him as well called The Son of Shaitan. So we have a lot of dope stuff over there um, that we have coming out and just already out. So if you guys want to support black creatives and just dope black stuff, there's your avenue to do so. And also um, Anthony, our boy, Anthony Handsome, Handsome Face, a.k.a. Ace the Outsider, a.k.a. Mr. Tonfas, uh, is also has a uh, some, some stuff he's working on himself, too. So if you'd like to see Anthony's work, please chime in. Anthony, uh, see his work, too. All right. 
Well, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys for your support and hope for your continued support. This has been the Then and Out podcast, and we'll see you guys next time.